what it is. Thank you for tuning in to Sippin' Champagne. This is Sasha, Sasha Champagne. Um, I just want to say thank you for everyone who has supported this podcast and supported me starting this podcast. And I just thank you. I don't even know what to say. Just thank you so much. And I can't wait to see what this journey brings. And speaking of supporting I want to say thank you to Derek Lett for being my first guest on this podcast and supporting me and supporting my vision. He was such a beautiful soul, a beautiful spirit, and had such a great conversation with him every single time. I first and foremost want to say I give my condolences to the family. You're in my prayers. The children are in my prayers. Um, It's just, you know, you always think, like, why do good things happen to bad people? Like, you just, you want to question God, but you know, it's, you you can't, it's, it happens. And it's just, mm, I've cried, I've grieved, I've questioned on putting this episode out, but I have reached out to his mom and, you know, people that, are important to him just to get the approval of this episode and I just want to say thank you so much friend for supporting my vision and supporting what you know I wanted even though we were both nervous as hell we were both nervous and I was so sick like I was so sick in this podcast I just woke up we were supposed to re-record you know but God has other plans and had other plans and so we didn't re-record, but that's why we're going to call this episode zero. We're not going to call this episode one. We're going to call this episode zero because it literally was first recording, no record backs, no stop, let's start over. It was just raw cut. So for that, in the conversation we had, in his spirit, in his energy, like, it was actually a good episode. Like, I can't even forget. It was a very good episode. And just his knowledge. So the reason why I wanted to re-record is because I was like, I feel like I'm interviewing you. Instead of having, like, a conversation, I feel like I'm interviewing you. And, you know, that's why I said God has other plans. And his knowledge and the way that he speaks. And you could tell he was in tuned within himself. And I respected that. And I was just like, I feel like I'm not talking. I feel like, you know, you're the only one talking on the podcast. Let's re-record. Like, I sound sick. I sound nasally. Um, Allergies. You know how that goes. So, we were supposed to re-record. I talked to him on Saturday. And then that Monday. (sighs) Yeah. So, it's, it's still hard to get through. And like I said, the family, the kids... Y'all are in my prayers. I don't want to keep mumbling. I want you guys to listen to the episode. I want people to hear his voice. I want people to just celebrate him. Like, God has a, he's got an army up there. All the loved ones that are up there right now that I know, because I always say God is coming. He's got an army up there, and I know y'all are good, and y'all are in a better place. Um, So let's celebrate him. Let's celebrate his voice and furthermore here is or furthermore how is it in tune like continue to be whatever here is sipping champagne Derek thank you so much I miss you friend I love you friend and you will never be forgotten thank you guys So let's get into like the main topics that we're going to talk about. Um, so the first topic, we're just going to start it off with a bang. We're going to talk about sex. Why not? Like, 
Fuck it. Yes. The first yeah, topic. Absolutely. We're here for it. You're here for it. You know what I'm saying? Why not talk about sex? Sex makes everybody happy, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so how often do you have sex? How much is too much? Um, each couple's each couple's uh, or each person's uh, gonna have an individual a separate answer. I think there's my me personally, I don't think there's such thing as too much sex, especially if your partner agrees and has a, a high sex drive that matches yours. So, you know, but I, I get mixed answers, you know, from people that say, oh, you know, every day is too much or twice a day is too much. I, you know, what I'm saying my last relationship was with somebody that you know at the beginning of the relationship we was having sex three times a day, like daily. So, you know, but it's, it just varies, you know, depending on what your partner is into, you know, I have a high sex drive, so I got to be with somebody that also has a high sex drive, you feel me? So, I mean, I could go, you know, from anywhere from once a day to two or three times a day. So, I mean, my, for, for me personally, there's, there's no such thing as too much sex, you feel me? Okay, there's no such thing as too much sex, but y'all men, like, I mean, when you guys ejaculate, when that cum comes out, don't y'all need some time? Are you just like the type, how, okay, so you like it three times a day or how enough is not enough. How often could you go? If she was like, let's have sex 10 times a day, like, are you down? That's a lot of nut. I mean, with 10 times a day, physically like with my makeup with my with my genetic makeup makeup i'd be like tired like i'd be burnt out but i would try it i mean I'm, you know what i'm saying especially we had that type of time to do it 10 times 10 separate times a day but if you're talking about how long can i go i'll probably say between 30 minutes to an hour but if, if you're saying like if you're saying like can i go three times back to back nah like for example like i would i would we would have sex like in the morning like as soon as we woke up and we would open our eyes and we would be in a bed laying next to each other and we have sex, you know what I'm saying? And then we would go on about a business. And then, you know what I'm saying? Later on throughout the day, we would have sex again for time number two. And then at nighttime before we want to sleep, we laying in the bed next to each other and we're going to have sex again. That's three times. So, I mean, if you think about it like that, that's not really a lot. So, but you, you know what I'm saying? So, but uh, like after each separate intercourse, yeah, I'm going to need some time to recoup. So, it, you know, but still okay. like three times if you if you think about it like that even with the even with the recoup time like three times is still manageable like you know what i'm saying <clears throat> no i do not know what you're saying um. okay <laughs> <laughs> so like if i had if, if, if i had sex with somebody in the morning right as soon as i woke up and then i had time to you know what i'm saying i went out by my own business i went to the gym or whatever it is that i did went to work for example or something and i and i came home and we had sex again, and then and then before, like bed. You know what I'm saying? That's three times a day. That would be equal three times a day, but it's not like consecutive. Like I have sex and nut, and then turn around and then have sex with you again, and that, that would be like two hours. You feel what I'm saying? I take like two hours. I could probably see three times a day if like the first time, because I'm not gonna lie to you, having sex for me is like the minutes are like dog years. Five minutes feels like 15. Um, 20 feels like 45. So um, it all depends. Maybe like, you know, a long duration for the first time. Second time, do a little shower sex, you know, a little five minutes. And then we could end it off with a nightcap, maybe 25, 30 minutes, but nothing more nothing less now if it's once a day we can go however long you want to go but if you want that shit out of me three times a day oh we're gonna have to the duration of that is gonna have to be split up little right right you know right. different durations yeah no it's nothing wrong with a quickie you know what i'm saying it's nothing wrong with a quickie you, you can let one off real quick if you're doing a super bunny rabbit stroke you know what i'm saying if you go into turbo turbo mode you know what i'm saying you could squeeze on squeeze one off in like 15 minutes 10 15 minutes Guys, I do not like the bunny rabbit. Do not. Uh, no, that we don't do. Nice, slow. That's, I mean, you talking about a quickie, though. Quickie? You talking about a quickie? You can do a lot of things in a quickie now, okay? But bunny rabbit, we don't do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> is it different when you're single and when you're taken? So, like, question if you meet a girl and her sex drive isn't as high as yours, is that a deal breaker? 
it's definitely gonna cause issues. Um, especially if like if I wanna have sex a lot and she doesn't, I mean I'm gonna feel a, a certain type of way. But I mean, sex isn't everything. That's not the, the the entirety of the relationship. Like I can I can chill with you. I could just chill with you and not have sex with you and and still have a good time. But you know what I mean. So it goes you just have to gauge how your partner is and what her sex drive is you know and and just go based off you know how y'all vibe when y'all hanging out like can y'all hang out and not have sex or does it always have to be about sex that's what you got to ask yourself okay question i'll answer the question too percentage wise how like if you because you know they say when it comes to relationships communication um trust sex what is the percentage of sex for me i'll go first my percentage of sex i have a very very high sex drive so i might not like it three times a day but i have a lot of kinks so for me when it comes to sex it's not how many times you do it but it's what you do in the bed so that percentage has to be like over 50. I say like a good 65% of my relationship being single wise, like just dating. Yeah, we need, the sex has to be great because I think about being married 30 years from now. Am I still gonna want this date? Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's just how I think about it. So I say if I had to split everything up, because I don't know what I would say, like trust, communication, like everything in a relationship, I can't really think of what, all those are right now because i have to write that shit down but i can say sex is definitely a high percentage when it comes for me yeah speaking on speaking on relationships it definitely will be a much higher percentage as opposed to just dating and also trust when you were talking about the other the other different types the other components of the relationship the trust will be very high as percentage as well like maybe like 70 percent but i mean the sex will be up there too much greater than 50 like you said i would agree with you on that it would be much higher than 50 or 50 percent like you said I would, I would say about 70 you said 65 i would say about 70. so again yeah you know different. you just don't want to get bored you know you just you want to be with that person for the rest of your life you don't want to think about stepping out so that shit just has to be fire okay right. like that's just you how it try different things you know keep an open mind and try different things and spice it up you know that's how you're going to keep the 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 sex you know healthy it's going to be a healthy sex drive and your person is going to be interested in you and wanting to have sex with you and, and just you know just basically being into you intimate in the bed like this that's a big that plays a big part in a relationship i definitely definitely agree with you on that one um I guess with this, so what is your top five pussies? My top uh, five dicks. I'll go through mine. I'll let you think about yours. So my top five dicks when it comes to this sex drive, unfortunately, please don't judge me because this list is very <laughs> trifling. <laughs> um, and I'll explain each one. So number one for me is baggage dick. Bag baggage dick meaning situationship. A man with a crazy baby mama, a man with an ex, um, a man who, you know, I, I just live with her, but you know, it, 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 it's, it's nothing like that, Th that entanglement dick. So yes, definitely baggage dick is number one. Um, number two is skinny nigga dicks. Um, if anyone knows me, they know I love a chunky man. Like skinny man can't do shit for me, but fuck me. Okay um number three is caribbean dicks so that means trinidad jamaican um all of those bermuda all all the trini all the jamaican dicks all of that caribbean dicks are the best um number four is the unemployment dick they ain't got shit else to do but give good sex so love that love it um and go about your business and number five is the drug dealing dick they always come with like you know, drugs and liquor. Why not? That's fun. You know, like shit. So that's my top five. What is your top five? So my five would be like older, older woman dick or older, older woman pussy, <laughs> like mature woman pussy. Um, I've always been attracted to older women. Even as an 18 year old, I was a freshman year in college, like fucking my manager at Papa John. She was like 32 or something, redhead junk. Um, my next one would be 
like nerdy pussy, you know what I'm saying? If you get good grades and if you desire to, the, the want to, you know, you know, seek knowledge and, and seek education, I like that shit. I like a smart girl that's, you know what I'm saying? Got her head on her shoulders and not a stupid, you know, just joints these days is like just this loss, you know, if you got a good head on your shoulders and you know what you want out of life and have some goals, I like that. Um, number three would be athletic pussy. I like some, 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 some women that are, that are into fitness that like to go into the gym. I like playing sports and shit. That's, that's something that I'm big on. I like sports. So I could definitely get with a joint and vibe with a joint that likes sports and fitness, just overall, just taking good care of herself and shit. Number four, um, would be thick, thick pussy. You know what I'm saying? If anybody knows me and who my baby moms are, I got a couple thick joints on my team. <laughs> and nothing wrong about that. I can't fuck with no skinny joints because you just slapping a straight pelvic bone, like tailbone. You know what I'm saying? Oh There's yeah. There's nothing to hold on. There's nothing to hold on to back there. You smacking straight hamstrings back there. Um. <laughs> So I, I can't get with that. I need something yes. to, to grab and squeeze and slap on. You feel what I'm saying? I like the, I like, you know what I'm saying? My joints have a little bit of meat on them. Hey, um, Funky's the best way to go, y'all. If y'all out here fucking these skinny people because they look good, y'all need to get y'all somebody chunky. I promise you. It's it's life. Men, I hear the pussy's nice and wet. As for females, like you do not want to cuddle up with a surfboard after having sex. You want to cuddle up with a teddy bear. You feel me? Anyways, number five. Number five would be, if, since you went nationality with it, I'll, get, I'll throw one that I like, a nationality that I like. I like the Spanish joints. You feel me? To keep it spicy. The Latinas, yeah, I, I have a weakness for the Latinas. Um, so, yeah, that's, 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 that's it right there. That's my way right there, the Latina joints. I Definitely. I was, you, you look like you like the Latinas. The Boricuas. <laughs> Right. I definitely got a weakness. They got a special place. In them. I got a special place in my heart for the Latinas, yes. Oh, have you been to, like, Puerto Rico? Is any, any other, like, anything outside of... I was about to say the United States, but I was about to sound real stupid. Um, yeah. Dominican yeah, I've been Robert. to... Uh, I've been to Mexico. I've been to Belize and Cozumel, Mexico, when I was I was on a cruise, and I, and I stopped there. And it was... It's fantastic. I had a great time. I was under 18, so I couldn't really explore much. But um, it was it was probably one of the greatest time I had in my life. And, and you know, what I'm saying it just sparks my interest in, in the in the Latin heritage and the culture and the customs that they have and stuff like that. So I just got into it from a young age. And I was just always fascinated by the Latina heritage and shit like that. I just, you know, I always had love for even even most of my friends is Latinos and, and the girls that I've been into is Latina. So it's all love. They're like niggas for real. Yeah, low-key, yeah, definitely. You would love some New York Latinas. Those are the best ones. Yeah, I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. Mm. My all baby right. mom, I got, a, um, I got a, a Salvadorian baby moms too, so we had oh, two. Yeah. I, had, yeah, I had two children with her, actually, and I almost married the joint, so. Oh, we will, we will um, get into that a little later. Mm-hmm. So our next topic, we're going to talk about colorism, because um, I will say probably on my podcast, a lot of people who don't know me are going to listen to this. I'm dark skin. I'm short. Um, yeah. Chocolate as they come. Mr. Derek here is light skin. Real, real <laughs> light skin. Light, right. Light, right. <laughs> so I just want to talk about like the difference of, you know, especially here talking with a guy it's a little different because I want to know how it is when it comes to the whole dating thing too and how it was for you growing up being light-skinned like was it more privileged like did you get it easier were you still made fun of like how was that so my mother is white and my dad is black so it, 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 it enabled me to see both sides of the fence I was able to see through both lenses you know growing up in the 90s yeah, you know, I, I didn't really understand, especially as being a young child, your brain isn't mature enough to comprehend the, the concept of racism, right? The whole, the whole, you know, deep-rooted concept of that shit. So I'm just growing up as a young child, and I, and I did get a little bit of privilege, um, being that my mom is white, and I spent the, the majority of the time with my mother, and 
you know, being as how my mother was always with me, my mother being a white woman, I got a, I got away with a lot. I got a, you know, a, a, a few more passes than other people would have gotten. But you know, I, I still, I always consider myself black though. Like I never carried it that way. I never used that shit to my advantage. But I did see that I was peeping the game. You know, I was peeping the game always, like to how shit was going down. And you, you know, as I'm as I'm an older man now, I'm 29. I, I see that shit a lot more clearly now. Like how you know mixed people mixed people play a big part in in today's like colorism because it's like which which way do you go but you you you're supporting both sides you want to you want to try to grab the, the 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 white folks and try to get them to understand because those are my counterparts but i want to I, I definitely always been supportive of you know man, you know what i'm saying my my colored folks so it's like it's it's you're torn and you're but you're also able to see both sides of the fence and you just want people to unite like like I've been in the middle of the fence, literally, like I'm white and black, so I can't really be biased towards one side or the other. So it's just been a, a hard struggle, especially for mixed people, because you want people, you're biracial, you want people to, to see that, you know, you can come together, especially your parents. Like my mom is white, my mom is dad, black. You can, you just want people to understand the concept of coming together, whether, you know, whatever, doesn't matter what anybody else's views of that is. You just, if you love, you, you can't help who you love. If you love somebody of an of a opposite race, it, it's okay. And you just want other people to understand that concept. With this whole Black Lives Matter thing going on, have you had to check, you know, any Karens out there? Like, stick up for your people? You haven't met any Karens out there? Um, fortunately, I have not been able, I, I have not gotten the chance to do that, but I, I'm not shy from that opportunity. If I see a Karen, I'm definitely going to speak up and I'm definitely going, you know what I'm saying, hold them accountable for their words. Like if I see somebody talking crazy or acting crazy, I'm definitely going to speak up and do my part. Definitely. Agreed. Agreed. I'm, I'm still waiting on one. I'm still waiting on one out there. So if there's a Karen out there, please try me. Got a lot of anger built up in me. You hear me? Um, so question like, what is your type? So do you, have you dated dark skinned women? Like, you know, when it comes to the colorism, like I will say now that I'm older, cause my mother always said, I will say this. I don't, this is so ignorant, but I don't date my kind. Um, no, I'm sure you're not so, but I don't like them light either. I always tell people I don't like them too light and I don't like them too dark. I like it coffee with a creamer and a half in it, maybe two creamers. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for me, it grew because I used to love white boys. Then I loved light skin. Now it's like the older I get, the darker the shades come. <laughs> so being younger, I was teased a lot for my skin. Like hated it. Oh, I hated my skin. My mother used to play India Irees. CD every day for me because if you know India Irie, she is a dark skinned goddess. Yeah, um, absolutely. And she's beautiful. You know what I mean? And every song that she wrote was basically telling you she knows her worth and you should know your worth too. Right. So after the years, it's grown on me. Now you can't tell me shit. Love my color. <laughs> like I'm chocolate as they come. You can call me a black bitch. You can call me, a, yes, I am. Like right. we're good with that. But as for men, I tend to see, like, you know, I'll have, like, I have a lot of light-skinned friends. You know what I'm saying? I'm usually probably the darkest one out of all of them. So I do see them approaching the light-skinned more. Like, don't get it twisted. I get approached. Don't get it twisted. But they get approached more. So when it comes to your type, do you attend to, like, do you discriminate? Oh, no, absolutely not. I don't discriminate. Um, not even a little bit. Um now, as for my preference, I have, you, you did ask me a question at the beginning of your statement, do I, do I fuck with uh, dark skin chicks, chocolate chicks? Yes, I do. Um, you know, when I first stepped into the dating scene, when I, when, you know what I'm saying, when I first had my first couple of girlfriends, it was actually a dark skin joint um, in high school. So, you know, I definitely got love for my dark skin joints, but as for my preference, I would say, like I told you, I, I got a special place in my heart for the Latinas. And, and lately, like, I would say the past, I don't know, like, eight years, eight, nine years, I've been, you know, just showing more interest basically in, in Latinas. But when I first started, like when it all first started, I lost my virginity to a white joint. I was dating white joints like back to back. And I was interested really in, the, in when I first stepped on the dating scene and got my feet in the water, I was, it was all white joints. 
And then I had a couple of dark skin joints. I tried that and I, and I, you know, I loved it. It was a great time, but I just wasn't ready for that long-term committed relationship. I was still in high school. Right. So, and then I moved on to Latina joints and it was over from there. Like, yeah, it was over. It was a wrap. This literally like <laughs> the best of both worlds with that joke. So I get it. Um, definitely get it. Um, do you have any colorism questions for me? Um, like, have you had any, have you gone any through any uh, situations where somebody was prejudiced towards you or, or basically like, uh, I don't know, resentful towards you because of your, uh, your color of your skin? Um, every day. um hell yeah uh for instance hopefully no one at my job listens to this but um all the minorities are like receptionists or admin and all the you know white people are (laughs) (laughs) are processors or doing this but i'm thank the lord you know i'm a pre-processor now but it's to see how Because, you know, they always say, um, especially with just Black people in general, we get paid less than the white man. And being a dark-skinned female, we get paid even more less. So just with that alone, you know, is it sucks. Um, But yeah, I get looked at different, you know, and when people, especially at my job, I have a very professional voice on the phone, you know. So when they see me and come in person, like, oh, you're Sasha. And it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm Sasha. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what did you expect? Did you expect a white girl? Like, just because I'm black right. doesn't mean that, you know, especially dark skin at that, I'm not ghetto. But I always feel when it comes to me, it's hard to speak up because I always feel like the darker you are, if you come across any situation, you're already labeled as the angry black woman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it could be a simple conversation and a white person can have it. For instance, let's say, you know, there's a lot I'm doing at work. You know, there's a lot I'm dealing with. Can someone help me? Sure, Susie, let me do it. Like, well, you know, have you tried? You know, you could try a little harder. Why don't you stay a little longer at work? And it's just like, why am I getting that treatment? And Susie ain't, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So yeah, all the time, all the time. It's Uh, sad that shit has to be like that at work though. Like people are there making a living trying to handle their business at work and you have to deal with that on top of it you know what I'm saying, trying to focus on what you're trying to focus on at work. Yeah, my my job is definitely um, definitely Trump lovers there. I've definitely seen mail addressed to President Donald Trump that I've sent out there. So it, it, it's different. But like I said, I've been dealing with it for so long. Like in elementary school, I used to be called a porch monkey or a black oil spot like so my skin is really tough now so it's like I see it but I just don't acknowledge it back then hurt my feelings but now it's just it's life I wish shit would change like you said earlier but you know take it a day at a time but I will say the dark Mm -hmm. skin one step at a time the dark skins are we we making moves out here now so you know it's, it's looking better for us out here these days yeah, absolutely. And I was talking to my good buddy. He's a dark skinned brother of mine and, and I, I went to high school with him and you know, he's very successful. He he's uh he's he's he owns his company, he he has these contracts, he's you know, he gets these contracts at work and he's, they're multi million dollar contracts and he 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 uh oversees like uh you know, having hotels built, you know what I'm saying? Hilton hotels built. Anyway, um very very successful brother and I in you know, I don't know where the hell I was going. Oh, he was telling me about corporate, like black corporate, how, how it is racism, corporate racism. And he was just like, man, it's crazy. Like even in a corporate world, because I don't really have much experience with uh, corporate America, but like, he was just telling me the racism, even in corporate world is just mind blowing. Like the stuff that he has to deal with and, you know, just at work, just having to, just to go to work, to, to take care of your business, like just having to deal with that. And I mean, I'm, 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 I'm half white. So like, part of the problem is I don't deal with that as much per se, but I, I just see, I be peeping shit. I be peeping game. Like I'm very smart. I'm not, I be peeping shit. I'm hip to what's going on. And like, this shit is just, it's, it's sad. And it's just a generational thing. Like these people, 
are descendants from their great great grandfathers who believed in this shit and it's just stuff that was indoctrinated and they and i'll just be trying to kick the people you got to unlearn these habits you got to break the cycle for real for and come together or that shit is never going to go away ever it's not and the thing that kills me is like once again with this black lives matter movement you know we're trying to educate white people on you know just what we go through every day so to see light skins and dark skins you know have this competition with each other is sad it's it's really sad because at the end of the day we're all brown and we're all coming together but i can definitely say with 2020 being the way that it is um i can see colorism like it's changed up a little bit but like i said it takes a day at a time a day at a time Right, right. And another interesting point is with the populace that's mixed, like biracial or triracial, whatever the case may be, like, in the next century, as that shit continues to go on, like, mix, mixing races and shit like that, it's going to be a big melting pot. What is, how is racism going to, how is racism going to survive in a, in a world where, you know, most of the population is mixed and biracial, triracial, whatever the case may be? Like, how is that concept going to be alive? You feel what I'm saying? Literally. Because um, I'm dark-skinned, but when I tell people, it's just, oh, I get it, you know. Um, I'm dark-skinned, but my dad is half Black, half Puerto Rican. My mom is fully Black. Um, my dad is the only dark-skinned sibling, and he I remember him telling me that he would always ask his mom, like, why did he come out this color when his siblings are browns or are light-skinned? They look like their father, but he came out his mother's color. So... Mm-hmm. When I tell people I'm Puerto Rican and Black, they're just like, what? So I don't really tell people that because at the end of the day, I'm 75% Black. I'm Black, baby. But like you said, when it comes to the melting pot, you know, even me with my 25%, everybody ain't fully Black and everybody ain't fully white these days. No, no, not at all. Not at all. So, yeah, that was a good one. All right. So the third and final topic is kind of what we've been talking about throughout this podcast um, is dating now in 2020. Um, I just want to start off by saying it sucks. Uh, <laughs> Basically. You know, we're in a time now where social media is just, people aren't going to show they're sad on social media people just show that they're happy so it's like you don't know what's real and what's not real these days and people look at these relationships as goals you know what i'm saying jada and will were goals at one point then you hear about their entanglement you know we have fucking shit so many people jay-z beyonce goals jay-z fucking cheated on beyonce so it's just like people base their life on so much shit that are going on with other people that it's hard to date out here because you want to be like them instead of finding that friend building with that friend and living that life you know so dating these dating these days yeah it's difficult what you think about it exactly i definitely agree and social media is taking over everything like it's trendy whatever's trendy people want to do it um like you said people look at these relationships these celebrity relationships and they want to uh, be uh, based their relationship off of them like and then when entanglement you know jada had that entanglement like that shit started being a, being a trend everybody wanted to be in an entanglement it's like damn you can't really have a face-to-face conversation with nobody no more because for one the pandemic is going on but also just how the dating scene is is, is constructed it's like you got what do you need to meet somebody face-to-face for at the grocery store or the or the or the 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 gym or the library you got social media and dating sites to do that you know people want to act and pretend like they don't have time to to have a a simple face-to-face conversation because they caught up in everyday you know life and running errands and got kids this and that but in reality you just we just lost touch of how to you know look somebody in the eye and have a conversation like hey how you doing and people are just anxious like they just got anxiety because of that shit like because of the whole the whole tech um, advancement in technology and the whole AI wave and social media is doing everything for us. And it's just, I don't know, like we just got lost touch with the whole dating concept altogether for real. Um, so when was your last relationship? It was, um, it ended 
about uh, two years ago, August of 2018. It was it was a ser serious relationship with my last um, children's mother, and we were engaged. We we actually started dating in 2013, and we made it. We lasted until two, uh, 2018, and I proposed to her and, and stuff. We had two children together, and I was going to get married to her, but I mean things went left. Things left because because of a lack of communication and it was just a misunderstanding and, and uh you know we didn't have the tools the proper communication tools to express our, our feelings and our ideas so that's that's just basically what happened so i i've been single for since 2018 august i can't hear you when you guys first met, um, how did you approach her? Since, you know, times are so different, because I can only imagine, like, you being two years out of a relationship, I know you're probably like, what the fuck? Everything is just different when it comes to dating. So when 2013, like, what was your approach then? Were you still hopping in the DM or? Yeah, did you yeah I was. I was. I, I hopped in. I was on Facebook. I was in the Army, actually, and um, I was all the way in Kansas. I was stationed in Kansas, Fort Riley. And I just hopped in her joint and she was, she was living in Manassas or whatever. I actually knew her brother, Wilson. I went to school with Wilson. Anyway, um, I just hopped in her DM and she, she played me. She wasn't even trying to give me no play. And I was like, all right, that's what's up. I hit her up again. The, 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 the second, the, like a couple of days later, like I was that nigga to hit you up again. Like I'll send you two messages. And, and then she kind of finally came back and, and I wanted her. Like, that's why I messaged her again. Like I was like, bro, I'm going to be persistent. You know what I'm saying? She looked good. And I know she got a good personality just based off like what her profile was saying, like the shit she posted, the shit she was into, she was in the cars. And I could see all this shit just, you know, based off her pictures. And I, I was like, yo, I'm interested in, in getting to know her. So I, and finally, finally she wrote me back. So long story short, I was in Kansas at this time. I went, I, I came back to Manassas and we linked up. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, we've been talking for a couple of weeks. And I'm trying to link up with you and, and you know what I'm saying? Go out to eat or go out get a couple of drinks whatever so we linked up and we was actually going on dates we was going on real dates like you know what i'm saying old school dates type shit like date night type shit and you know what i'm saying and, and after a while like a month or so we just you know i asked her to be my girlfriend like make it official so like that started our relationship in 2013 but now it's like you know you just lost that whole concept of asking like you know what i'm saying like asking the people to go on dates like i was about to say what are dates what are those <laughs> I'll just pick her up. I'll I'll link up and I'll coordinate with her. I'll pick her up and then I'll take her to a movie or we'd go to a movie and dinner. Like we go to Chili's or Olive Garden or whatever, like Maggiano's or somewhere nice. You know, it doesn't matter where. But we'd go eat some food and we'd go see a movie. We'd go to the movie theater and then I don't know. We'd do something after that or I'd go I'll go back. You know what I'm saying? She would invite me back to the crib or whatever the case may be. But it would be like a, a cute little date night, like an official joint. Like we'd get food and it'd be a some type of activity like we'd go mini golfing or bowling movies whatever it is that we did you know what i'm saying but we weren't we went on actual dates though yeah that is very not common these days um nowadays it's more of social websites like pof tags and it's more of a hooking up thing like since you've been single for like two years like you know has the approach changed like is it different these days because you know back in 2013 hopping in the dm was fresh like you know what i'm saying like oh girl he just hopped in my dm now that it's 2020 it's just like girl this nigga in my dm so it's just like for me like yeah. it's probably difficult as hell for men to step out there without you know seeming perverted or seeming like a creep or whatever like how is it difficult to approach women nowadays now that it's been two years fresh? Yes, I do think it's much more difficult because back then, like you said, it was the thing to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? You, if you was interested in somebody, you would inquire about them and, and send them a message. Like, it would be on some nice, you know, how are you doing? How is your day going? How is your week going? How was your weekend? What'd you do this weekend? And, and asking, not like sending dick pics and, and, and trying to right off the bat saying, yo, let's chill. Like first time me talking to you, I'm not, I'm not talking about, yo, let's chill. Let me come over to your crib. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's played out like that whole hopping in the DMs, right? At, at today's day and age, it's, it's been played out already. Like that shit has been expired and, and, and females is getting tired of that shit. That same old shit. Like this, it's almost been 10 years of doing that shit now since 20, it was 2013. It's just, so, I mean, so it's, it's like, 
it's so difficult because it's like now yeah, I mean, COVID, it's it's hard because the only thing you can do is jump in dms but you know i've heard people getting creative by having zoom dates you know what i mean sending doordash to a girl's house and getting on zoom and having dates like so you know people are getting creative but with covid going on it's so difficult to date like people are bored you know people's mentals are fucked up now like you it's it's very very hard to date yeah yeah like i said that shit is expired you got to be creative and i think honestly that whole this is a whole nother conversation but that covid shit is 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 phony and in fraud and if you really want to show interest in somebody and getting to know somebody you're going to make up you're going to meet up with them and you're going to link up with them and i've had i've i can testify i can testify to that to this day like showing interest in girls and wanting to take them out and stuff. And if they with that shit and if they, if they eating it up, they gonna, they're going to be willing to link up with you uh, throughout the pandemic. It doesn't matter what's going on through the pandemic, whatever, like it's joints out there. Cause it's joints out there. That's really still willing to link up with you and, and go on a date with you. But you just got to find the right ones. Like, you know, it's not worth it talking to the joints that's, that's worried about COVID. I don't want to link up with you because of COVID or I can't go, I can't leave my house, this, this, that, and the third. It's like, no, nah, you got to leave that alone. You got to leave that alone. Because you, that means she's not trying to put in the, the same energy that you're trying to put in. I'm willing to go out here and, and, and take you on a date and get to know you better in the midst of a pandemic. So if you're not, if you're not trying to match that energy, then you shouldn't even be dealing with her in the first place. So my approach to, speaking on the, the approach, my approach never changed, and I, and and in fact, it's going it's going even even back to the '90s, like where I'm trying to meet joints in public, like in out while I'm running errands and shit, like while I'm at the gym or while I'm out at, at the grocery store. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to meet joints in public, face to face, and go back to having face to face conversations for real, for real. Agreed, agreed, agreed. I was gonna ask you something in between that, but I totally forgot. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you um these days like it all depends on the approach for me like you can jump in the dm because i don't really go out much especially if you're a homebody that's also really difficult for you because it's like where you where you going to meet somebody at if you're sitting at home so it all depends depends on your approach you know the what are you doing 10 times a day is dead um right so you trying to chill tonight is dead. It's dead. Um, it's dead. It's, 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 it's been expired. Like, that shit has been dead. Like, hit me with the, hey, beautiful, how's your day going? I, exactly. I'll take that. Easy, exactly. simple. Easy. Exactly. Something simple, something friendly, and something simple. You know? Simple to show them, show them that you, you know, thinking about them, basically. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, now that we're we're older dating in 2020 mm-hmm. um do you care about let's say you know you meet up with shorty y'all go on a date does the first night of having sex these days and age does that matter to you um do you, you are you asking like does it matter to me in a, in a positive way or a negative way like yeah in a negative way like would you would you wife a joint up if you fucked her on the first night? Because I've had a lot of guys tell me, like, shit, first nighters, like, a couple good relationships came out of a first night um, fuck. So it all depends on the guy. But as for you, um, do you judge a girl? Because I don't judge a guy. If, hey, I'm a very sexual yeah. person. I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. Um, if we vibe, we vibe. That's just how yeah. I feel. If the conversation's good, especially nowadays, because people do jump in the dms you're probably having a conversation way before you guys link up so the conversation and communication is already there so with that being said how do you feel about first night sex these days if you let me hit on the first night i can only speak for me personally you know what i'm saying off based off of my uh experiences but if you let me hit it on the first night honestly i'll keep it a buck with you i'm not really gonna i'm gonna probably lose a little bit of respect for you just because you wasn't you you wasn't in tune with your worth you know what i'm saying you gotta make me put in a little bit of work you know what i'm saying you gotta make me put in a little bit of work and i'll and i don't mind that chasing and and working for it on like there's there's a my definition of chasing is like um not letting me get the full 100 getting to home plate on the first base like i gotta i gotta put in a little bit of work i gotta show you that 
I'm deserve like I deserve it for real, for real. Like I gotta feel like I deserved it, like I earned it for real, for real. That's basically where I stand on that shit. But I mean, I don't I don't oppose like fucking on the first date. I'm not oppose. I'm not against that. But I'm just saying like if I'm fucking you on the first date, it's just gonna be that. Like I'm just gonna be fucking you. Like and like if I fuck on the first date, first of all, if I'm taking you on a date, then I'm, I might be a little bit more interested in you in you than I would just as like a jump off or a side piece, right? Because I'm taking you on a date, right? But if you let me hit on the first first night, then like I said, I might just lose a little bit of respect for you. I might still pursue you or think you a cool person, but yeah, it's, 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 that's not. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's just all I feel. It's just hey. it's just a respect thing. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, yeah, not like no, like I like it. I, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Like if you. Uh, if you're going to throw me a pass, I'm going to catch it and score. I'm going to score the touchdown. You know what I'm saying? If you throw me an oop, I'm going to slam dunk that bitch. But it's just like, that's just it. Like, you, I didn't have to work that hard for it. That's just all I'm going to be thinking about in the back of my mind. Like, I, damn, this shit was easy. That's all. True shit. I respect that. I respect that. Um, As for, damn, every time I have, like, a question in my head, it, like, it goes out left. Damn, my fault, my fault. No, you're good. You're good. Um, 2020 dating. Where was I going with that? You was you was talking about if um if a joint lets you fuck on the first night, how do I feel about that? And you you talking about the next question? I don't know what you was about to ask me after that. Yeah, I don't know what I was. But that's ask. what we was talking about. Um, with the approach these days, do you like a do you like a dominant female? Like I always wondered if men like a woman coming up to them because you know we always wait for the guy to approach us. Um. Do you prefer a woman? Like, do you mind a woman coming up to you and shooting her shot? Like, does it take you off guard? Like, how do you feel about that? Um, that's definitely unusual. I've always been the one to approach the female. But if it was, if I was to be in an occasion where a female approached me, I mean, I would entertain it. I would just, it's just different. Like, I mean, I know 2020 is, is a whole fucking different bag of tricks. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, females that approach me, I mean, I would, I would, I would, I wouldn't be taking, I, I would just be caught off guard, that's all, but I mean, I wouldn't be against it or anything, but for, as for me personally, I've always been the one to initiate the, uh, the inter, the engagement, you know what I'm saying, I've, I've always been the one to approach the female. You seem like you, um, a very old school when it comes to, like, dating, like, you like yeah. the old-fashioned shit. And it's funny, I didn't used to be like that. I used to just be chasing whatever and just, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was cool. You know, the more the more joints that you had, I thought it would, the cooler you were, you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, how many hoes you got back in the day? But like, I was just hip to game. Like, I just came to an understanding. After I had my, t my first two kids, I was like, whoa, this ain't really the move. You got to really know what you're dealing with, know the person you're dealing with, because I was having kids. I had two kids, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I'm not ashamed. I'm not proud of it, but I'm not ashamed because that's my story. That's my testimony. But I just had to come to that realization based off of just life happening to me. I was like, damn, that's not really the move. You got to sit down and, and invest your time getting to know somebody before you just be laying down with anybody. Like, yeah. So I had to learn. I had to relearn. I had to relearn what, what it's intimacy meant, what it meant to be um, you know what I'm saying? The man of a relationship. It, it, I had to learn all that shit. I had to relearn all that shit by myself, just going, just by based off of my experience. I feel it. Yeah, 2020. That it's crazy. Yes. So, last question about dating now. Do you have any questions for me? Do you have any like wondering questions for like a woman in 2020 dating? Like our mind, our perspective on how we want our men or anything? Um. After being in a relationship so long, it's just so weird being into the dating scene. But I wonder a lot about like what y'all go through and and what y'all what y'all expectations and standards are in the year of 2020. But it's just like I've been only dating. I haven't really been dating like that. So I, I do be wondering a lot of questions about like how y'all go about dating in 2020. I know it's hard because the whole DM things is expired and played out, but it's like, damn, like what we limited like it's is we limited on options for real for real, especially because of what's going on in 2020 so like how my question is how uh how are how are there different ways to be creative when it comes to approaching a woman about a date just as simple as a date like i always say like you could just be simple and easy like you don't have to come so aggressive. For instance, like my dream ideal like approach is me being in a grocery store 
I'm 4'11", once again. So having trouble reaching something, a guy's like, let me get that for you. How are you? You're beautiful. Easy, simple. Like, I feel like guys make it seem so hard. Like, you know what I mean? They try so hard because they feel like they got to get the girl. But it's like, as long as you're easy and simple, like, we, we fucks with that. Like, you know what I'm saying? The more aggressive and the more hard you go it's just like all right nigga you're trying too much how many females did you try this shit with like you know what i mean how many times did this shit work so it is harder though i can say like being single for so long and the more that the years go and the more that social media is out there it is hard on dating because for instance you got ig models with these fake bodies and you know what i mean men look at them like that's the ideal woman but it's just like those women have surgery so Mm -hmm. these natural bodied women have beautiful hearts but y'all want a size 20 waist 48 40 48 ass like but that's not realistic so when it comes to like dating and the more that the years go it makes it more difficult because people are looked at as goals and relationships are looked at as goals so it's it's harder to be accepted for who you are these days because people look at social media so heavy and base their life on that so for women on that part I can say for me that's what's hard because I'm my own person like I have my own like you know what I'm saying I don't want to base my life on nothing and people who know me know that I don't want to get married I don't ever want to get married (laughs) like I however want my companion for the rest of my life like my best friend the person I can be with forever like he can put a ring on it forever we can be engaged forever but as for having a contract or a piece of paper showing my love I that's just not for me like if I love you you're my best friend you're my everything we don't need a piece of paper to show that um so I don't know I'm just I'm different so you know I'm still single because I'm different and that's that's just (laughs) how it goes um nothing wrong with that my last question for you because I always wonder this like do men have a problem with women dating other men like is it an issue like we we like for instance for me i'm not gonna hold you like if i'm talking to a guy i probably are i probably am talking to another guy and i'm not gonna hold you i'm gonna be transparent as fuck while i'm sitting here going on dates with one guy i probably have my little sneaky link buddy like you know what i'm saying let me get the dick here and get to know this person but it's like for me i feel like men can do that so why is it so why are women looked upon different for doing the same shit that men do like, do you, is it a, that big of a deal for women to date other men? Or, like, how do you feel about it? I think it's a hit on our pride. And it's basically, like, the con- the whole concept of, like, if I were to do, if I were to pull a U on you, you feel what I'm saying? And it's, it just hurts. It, it hurts our it hurts our feels. And we don't like to show that. But it really does bother us because it, we feel so deeply and, f- and so hard. Like, for example, like, my, my baby moms. And we, we all come to cur- come to terms with it. It's like... You're going to be attracted to other people. You're going to be interested in other people. We know, we get it. You're going to date other people, but it's just like, damn, I once loved you or you want, you might've once had love for that person and you, and it just hurts your feelings to see them with somebody or see them happy with somebody else. Not, not, not that you want them to see, want, want to see them unhappy per se, but it just hurts to see that they're happy with somebody else knowing that you could have made them happy, but it just didn't work out that way. So, I mean, it hurts in that uh, aspect but we we know in the back of our mind we we have like an idea and we're just it just bothers us and it messes and messes with us but uh i think it's just it has to do with the emotions and not being able to express those emotions as men because that's a lot harder to do for men so it it, it fucks with us for real but i mean y'all have every obligation and every right to do so i mean and i think that y'all should i mean if you're not in a relationship if you're not somebody's girlfriend or somebody's wife, then yeah, you should be able to do what you whatever you want to do, even if you're talking to somebody. You know what I'm saying? You might be talking to them like, hey, how you doing? Just small talk or getting to know somebody. Yeah, you should be obligated to, you know, do whatever you want on the side because you're not that you're not you're not entitled to that person. You're not in a relationship with that person. But I mean, as far as you know, the situation with the ex goes, like thinking about your ex being with somebody else, that hurts a little bit because you invested your time, your energy, and your emotions into that person. Nah, that definitely definitely makes sense. But 
is definitely hurtful. Been there before. Mm-hmm. Took forever right. to get over. So I definitely know how you feel with that, Joan. Um, when it comes to dating multiple people, um, like I said, that shit gives me anxiety. I don't know how people can really do it. Um, that's just a lot to deal with. But as my mother always taught me, never keep all your eggs in one basket. You know? Right. Um right. Because you never know how that's going to go. Never have high expectations. So men don't like it, but ladies, I'm going to tell you, don't put all your eggs in one basket in one basket, because that's how you're going to get your heart broken, okay? So I, date who you need to date. Have those options, because one out of three of them niggas is going to be the right one. That's right. how I feel on that one. Um, that's right. But I hope... For me, you know, dating in 2020 is non-existent. For me, it's more of self-love. Uh, I did a lot of growing this year when it comes to finding my worth and shit like that. So I think for, I, I'm 27 now. I would love to have a child. But for me, I feel like I just need a couple years of self-love. Ain't nothing mm-hmm. wrong with like finding yourself again, finding your happiness. Sure. Um, but whoever comes, comes. Hey, if you sure. want to see me off my feet, I'm all good for it. We're not getting married, though, but I'm all good for it. We can live a life. We can travel. We can do whatever. I feel you. I feel you. There's a saying that goes, like, you, you, you're you going to find something when you stop looking for it. You know what I'm saying? Especially that goes for anything. You know, car keys. Like, as soon as you stop looking for that bitch, it's going to pop up right I underneath your nose. That shit's wild. You know, so. I'm not going to yeah, hold you. So. I would love to try a poly relationship. Not even going to hold you. That whole three-way, like, why not? Like, I feel like I'd be more comfortable with my man having two of us. So I know for sure, like, you got two pussies. Like, nigga, if you're cheating on two females, like, you got it sweet. Both these (laughs) girls are cooking for you, cleaning for you, doing what you need to do. You're being loved. We got a girlfriend relationship. We could kiki while you watch your football. We gonna be watching Love and Hip Hop. Like, I think that shit is so dope. Like, I would love a thruple. That shit would be so dope, but no, I, I, I I won't hold you. I'll agree with you. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that either, for real, for real. Yeah, that shit would be so dope, but it takes a lot of trust for people to do that. And I always say you kind of, for me, I would have to start out in a relationship with my man first, um, build that trust and communication, and then hell yeah, let's find a third person. Like, I'm so down with that. That's why I'm like, I don't need to get married because I'm trying to have fun. Right, exactly. <laughs> All it takes is is just transparency and, you know, just have a a good foundation. As long as you have a good foundation, you can discuss and and, and share ideas. And, you know what I'm saying? Me and my ex was almost getting to that point where it was just, it was like I told you earlier, the reason why we left, it was just, you know, a lack of communication and and a misunderstanding. So it's like, as long as you got that and a good foundation, then I don't see why you wouldn't be able to, you know, do something like that. You know? simple easy life would be good the nigga got bragging rights forever with his homeboys you know what i'm saying like yeah, facts. family you know your mom your mom dukes grandma might be a little weirded out but it's 2020 <laughs> you know right. they gotta deal with it um right. so that's the three topics the next topic you know we kind of like analyze the outline before the show so hopefully Derek has his vibe of the week yes yes i do absolutely Okay, so I'll go first with mine. Mine is, it went off a couple weeks ago, I believe two weeks ago, but we got to mention the P-Valley. Like, whoever watches P-Valley, if you know, you know, okay? That show, it ended too soon. It needs to come back out. Um, Lil' Berta, I'm very, I don't know about you in real life, sir. I'm very questionable about that. But for that to be a pilot show and a pilot series, like, congrats like hands off to that so that goes to be p valley is my vibe of the week um what about you my vibe of the week is um getting into learning about crystals and the healing properties that crystals have and one of my buddies my herbalist buddies he gave me a a book to read it's called uh let me get it off the the couch right here i got it um but it's i, I can't wait to start getting into this book it's called the melanin empath and it teaches you about, you know, just your, your chakras and having balance within your chakras and, and keeping your, your balance within your life also. And it teaches you also about these crystals, man. These, 
these mineralistic crystals that form within deep within the earth and within the you know the rocks and stuff and it tells you the properties that they have and the effects and, and different things that they do for your life and stuff like that. Like they can, they can keep you balanced. They can, they can absorb all the negative thoughts and negative energy that's within your body. And they can, you know, they can do a whole assortment of things. So I'm just learning and educating myself on, on that topic. So that's, what is that book called? I'm going to like put that when I, you know, get my page set up and all that, I'm going to put the book name in the, um caption because i know i have definitely have a friend who is into that stuff so what is that book called again it's called the melanin empath the melanin empath oh. and it says underneath the, the the book title it says discover the knowledge of melanated begin uh, beings born with empath energy so it is it, basically um teaching you about different what what energy can do for your body and your life and keeping your your life in balance with your chakras and, and different these different crystals and these healing crystals and the properties that they have the healing properties and, and just how to keep your energy good energy and, and protect your energy that's that's basically the the purpose of this book and it's really good i haven't started it yet but i'm getting ready to start i'm getting uh get ready to get into it when i can block off a good you know little chunk of time to to read a little bit of it so i'm excited to get into it though no, that sounds dope. That sounds. That sounds. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. All right, but no, that sounds really interesting. Like, really interesting. I feel like there's a lot of big words in there that I probably wouldn't be able to. <laughs> but that sounds interesting. I'm definitely gonna put that in the caption when I do upload everything. Um, and last but not least, to end the show. Uh, I'm going to ask this at every end of the episode. So if you want to be a guest on here, let's just make, let me say that now. If you want to be a guest on here, definitely hit me up. Um, I'll give you all that information after I ask this question, but every guest is going to be asked the same question because 2020 is coming to an end mm -hmm. and it's been a crazy year. It's been a, it's been a roller coaster. So yeah. the ending question that I would like is, what did you learn in 2020 and what are you taking into next year? Yeah, 2020 has been a roller coaster, definitely. It's been ups and downs, different different things happening in current events. And the thing that I would like to say that, that um, I learned from 2020 is um, protect your energy. Like people, that, that goes for people that you're around, people that you surround yourself with. You got to be around the right people that's going to support you. And make sure your your support group is is where it needs to be. Your circle of friends, whoever you're hanging out with, is going to affect your energy. And and like I was I was explaining about this book, just to piggyback off of that, is just it, you know speaks on how to protect your energy. So that's that's basically what the 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 things that I've been getting into in the back half of this uh, the year. So as I'm learning more about that, that's just the the best thing that I would take away from 2020 is learning within myself. And, and and learning also how to how to protect my energy. So and and what I what I would like to take into 2021 is just prosperity and tenacity and just you know the willingness you know to keep reaching for my goals basically and and just to purify my energy and keep it that way. Just a lifestyle, you know. What I mean, not just a not just a habit, but it's a lifestyle. Your energy is your lifestyle. So just to just to maintain that and keep that as positive as possible. Oh, I love that. That was good. That was good. Oh, well, thank you for coming on here. Did yeah, you like plug your information? Like, did you want people to follow you? If not, I understand, you know, maybe your IG. I don't know if you got a Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My 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 IG is let L-E-T-T-M-E-L-I-V-E. -E, let me live. Um I mean, you can you can find me under Scotty Let on Facebook. Uh, yeah, definitely follow me. I, I share some really inform, informative stuff and and some some knowledgeable stuff that people can take with them. That some things that people might not know at this point in their life. You know, I just try to spread positivity and information and knowledge to other people. So if you wanna, you, you know, what I'm saying, see some 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 enlightening stuff or some some funny posts, I, I share memes, whatever it is. Like, if you want to see some entertaining stuff and some knowledgeable stuff, then come follow me. I got you. But we are, I'm definitely going to have to have you on here again. Thank you for being my first episode. It was probably crazy. I don't know what it's going to sound like. 
after I stop recording. So let's pray that sounds good. <laughs> Absolutely. Once again, thank you for having me on. It's been it's been a pleasure, and I hope for sure that you would you know allow me to come back on your podcast. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, for anyone else who wants to be on the podcast, definitely hit me up. Um, I definitely have requirements. I need a silent place and some more shit, but we'll get into that. Um, but if you want to follow me on Twitter, I really don't want y'all. I need to make like a podcast like page. So, you know, because <laughs> I'll be saying some wild shit that can get me canceled. Yeah. Um, right, right. So follow yeah. me on Twitter. I believe it's it's underscore champagne with two E's. Um, if not, I'm going to put all the links in the bio. So if you didn't catch Derek's name, name, I will go ahead and put that in the bio as well. Um, thank you for listening to Sipping Champagne. And yeah, I'm out this bitch. Thank y'all. Bye. <laughs>